listening to the Air Charter Podcast, the industry's exciting new information and features podcast brought to you by the Air Charter Association. In this episode, we talk with Will Finden, the CEO of Oakland's Global, the aviation recruitment specialist. Will will be giving us an in-depth look at the aviation recruitment market. So join me, Kevin Duxbury, on the Air Charter Association podcast. Welcome back to episode 11 of the Air Charter podcast and our first episode of 2020. So happy new year to all of our members and of course to all of those of you listening. We hope that 2020 is a very exciting year for the industry, although we would be silly to think that it's going to be plain flying during the next 12 months. And I'm sure I don't have to tell many of you that our industry will continue to face some challenges during this year. Of course, as we've seen in previous years, challenges such as illegal charters, environmental concerns, rapidly changing technology, let alone rates being squeezed and a fairly flat growth line for many sectors, will be something that a lot of our members will have to face day in, day out. And indeed, the association is tackling many of these issues and working with members to try and assist in any way we can. As always, if you feel you could benefit from the help of the association, then please do contact us to see how we can help on the usual contact details. Despite the challenges though, there are still many opportunities out there for those of us in the industry and it remains a very rewarding and interesting market to be in. So if you are looking to get into the aviation industry or indeed already in it and looking for your next challenge and exciting role, then you will not want to miss the interview that we have lined up for you with our guest Will Finden. Will is the Managing Director of the Aviation Recruitment Specialist Oakland's Global and Will is going to be letting us know about the current job market within the industry and perhaps one or two tips on how you can go about finding your next dream role within aviation. So please stay with us for that interview with Will. But before we get into that, let's get some industry news. In broken news, Global Aviation Services Group Air Partner PLC has acquired Redline Worldwide Limited, a leading global aviation security solutions and training company. Redline is a world leader in its field with proprietary software and e-learning capabilities, offering significant growth opportunities and furthering the group's relationships with airports, airlines, governments and corporates around the world. It is the UK's only international civil aviation organisation, Aviation Security Training Centre. This acquisition is further progression of Air Partners' long-term corporate strategy and the next step in the transformational journey that began in 2015. The objective remains to improve both the quality and visibility of the group earnings over time by focusing on customers and staff, while investing in products, services and office infrastructure as the business is managed for the long term. In other broken news, Smart Aviation is celebrating 15 years of operation in 2020, as well as 15 years of successful transporting rugby fans from around the world to the annual Six Nations tournament in chartered aircraft. UK headquartered Smart Aviation was founded 15 years ago in 2015 by Managing Director Mark Hawkins, an established sports charter specialist with over 25 years experience in senior operational roles within the travel and aviation industry. Previously, he managed sports charters at XL Airways, where one of his achievements was to arrange to fly over 4,000 fans to a football final. Over the last 15 years, Mark has dedicated much of his time to sports clients overseeing thousands of charters to high-profile fixtures and tournaments. 
He says sports is definitely at the core of what the company does, and they have drawn on many years of experience to develop a highly skilled team that offers a truly personal service to all their clients. The key to their success is flexibility, as each client's requirements vary considerably, and the goal is exceeded expectations every time. Following a record-breaking 2019, when over 6,000 fans were flown to the Six Nations matches on 38 separate chartered flights, 2020 is set to be another impressive year for Smart. When the tournament kicks off on the 1st of February, Smart Aviation will be involved in chartering flights to Paris, Dublin, Cardiff, Rome, Edinburgh and London through some of the largest sports specialist tour operators in Europe. Each of the flights will be seen off by Smart Aviation's representatives on departure. The company also provides air travel for global sports teams to key sporting fixtures including Champions League and Premier League football matches as well as to ice hockey, boxing, basketball, golf, motorsport and cricket tournaments. And as always, if you have any news that you would like us to read out on the podcast, then it's free to do so. All you need to do is submit your news information to the usual information address, which is info at the aero. So that leads us into now our interview with Will Finden from Oakland's Global, the aviation recruitment specialist. Will will be giving us an insight into the aviation job market and how you as a candidate or indeed as an employer can utilise the services of an aviation recruitment specialist. So let's hear from Will. You're listening to the Air Charter Podcast, the industry's exciting new information and features podcast brought to you by the Air Charter Association. Hi, Will. Thanks for joining us on the Air Charter podcast and Happy New Year to you. I hope you had a good relaxing break over the Christmas and uh, New Year period. Yeah, certainly did. Thanks, Kevin. It's, uh, it's great to be chatting with you today. Great. Excellent. So uh, as I've mentioned, we've we've asked you on the podcast for our first 2020 episode. And uh, as it's uh, time that when many people are considering a new position or possibly a career change, who better to ask uh, than obviously yourself, Will. So um, thanks very much for joining us. No, it's a pleasure to be on. It's a it's a really exciting time of year to be talking about recruitment and people's next opportunities. So happy to give advice where I can. Excellent. But but as always, we'd like our guests to give a little bit of background on themselves. Obviously, if you can just let us know sort of how long you've been in the industry, how you came to be involved in aviation and also specifically aviation recruitment. Yeah, of course. Well, I won't bore you with the, with the long story, but um, in short, I've always had a passion for aviation and aerospace, and I knew one way or t'other I'd end up in the industry. Um, that being said, of course, I don't think anyone leaves education expecting to go into recruitment, um, so I did kind of just fall into it, and that came off the back of a few years working in the city after I left higher education. Um, I fell into recruitment, funnily enough, within the IT industry, which has never really been a big passion of mine. But luckily enough, about two years into that, I managed to pick up some roles with Monarch Airlines, recruiting into their IT department. And for me, that was really the opportunity to share my passion with the, the ability to, to make good money and start a career. And it kind of spiraled from there. So after two years of doing that, I spearheaded the transition from IT into aviation and for my former employer. Um, I led that for a further four years, and that was recruiting globally in an industry that although I had a passion for, I never really knew a huge amount about. So it was very much a learning on your feet and dealing with uh, uh, challenges and dealing with uh, new situations as they came about. So that was a really good grounding. And from there, after doing that for, for four years, as I mentioned, I ventured out on my own. Um, and that was seven years ago. So 
having a, a love for the industry um, has meant that it's not really work, it, it's a passion. Um, and growing the business sometimes is a bit of a different story, but we still have a lot of fun along the way. Okay, wonderful. And, and actually, you know, a bit of a uh, thing that we got in common, you started off in aviation with the connection of Monarch Airlines. That's how I started in aviation over 30 years ago, was starting with Monarch Airlines in uh, in their ops and crewing department. So, uh, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Not, not with us anymore, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, interesting story. Great. Okay, well, that, that's brilliant um, stuff about you. What, what So, moving on now, you, you obviously started up Oakland's Global. Uh, as a company give us a little bit more about that business how long has it been in business how many staff do you have where do you operate the main sort of services you provide that kind of thing that'd be good yeah so I, I suppose going back slightly the reason I set the business up is I think there's a, a huge misconception of, of recruitment consultancies generally I think that people see it as a making a fast buck moving on from one deal to the next not really caring about um, the moral compass and the consequences of, of changing people's lives. So when I set the business up, it was very much focused around quality placements over quantity, offering a service that really incorporates people's career aspirations and making sure that they're aligned with the businesses that we're introducing them to. So the business has been going Oakland's Global for seven years now. Um, we, as an organisation, are a team of 10 at present. And we have a very supportive board of directors um, that we lean on for advice, for introduction, for developing strategy as well as we look to grow the business. Um, right now, as it says in the, in the name Oakland's Global, we do work internationally and we always have done. And I think that's part and parcel of the aviation industry being so international anyway. So we work in on and off 30 plus different countries and that really does cover the full spectrum of the industry. So whether that's flight and cabin crew, um, engineering, quality and safety, or, or sales and finance. Um, we also then have, operate quite heavily in the executive service. So although we're, we're, uh, you know, we don't claim to be a jack of all trades, what we do have is a, is a large network to be able to support our clients where they need to, but also to be able to come to our candidates with a variety of opportunities. It's about being able to offer not just a great service to our clients, but our candidates as well. Okay, and, and I guess it's, it's you know, similar to... I mean, the, the the principle, I suppose, is the same as as aircraft charter brokers who might be listening. You know, you're you're you've got a you've got a candidate, you've got a an employer, and and equally are both important to you as a business, and equally you've got to to match the needs of both to make it work. Absolutely, they are absolutely identical, except for the product, I guess, that that we're selling. Um, it's all about building relationships, understanding what your clients and your candidates' objectives are and making sure that they're aligned. And, you know, anyone that says recruitment's easy uh, <laughs> must be mad because not only have you got a job to do, but you've got a huge moral obligation to make sure that you're representing the right candidates into your clients, but also that you're moving people potentially around the world and you're giving them the opportunity to build a career, to remain within that business and thrive. And, you know, the worst thing you could do is put them into an organisation that isn't financially stable or isn't... Uh, run properly so there's all sorts of things that need to be considered absolutely okay well that's given us a really good overview so, so thanks for that but now sort of moving on to the industry itself and 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 probably the market like at the moment will how how would you describe the current job market within the aviation sector generally and, and does it vary dramatically based on the type of role you're looking for yeah great question i think there's always going to be a big demand in every sector of the industry for 
highly skilled, highly qualified professionals that fit culturally within the business. I mean, very few companies could sit there and say that their workforce is absolutely on point and it couldn't do with improvement or tweaking here or there. But that being said, as we look at the market, and, and actually recruitment is a really good indicator of, of how an industry is doing. You know, to start with, when the when an industry is booming, we get a lot of clients coming to us looking to increase their workforce. And when things aren't going quite so well, you, you either have candidates looking for opportunities or, or clients laying them off for, for um, various reasons. So right now, what we're seeing is a really, really strong candidate-driven market where we have a huge amount of opportunities globally and a real lack of suitably qualified and experienced professionals. So two great examples of this to give you are the ongoing uh, hunt for EASA licensed engineers, whether that's on the commercial airlines or the business jet side of things, there's a, there's a huge global demand and a huge shortage, and equally so for, for the pilots as well. And it's a simple equation of there are more aircraft being added to the um, to the skies every day. We've got um, you know uh, more international travel cost of traveling is cheaper so you know there's a higher demand we need more people and there is just a lack of individuals coming into the industry um, for a number of reasons that i can go into at another time perhaps but um, you know right now whether you're in the business jet world the commercial aviation world or, or even the rotary industry there's a big demand in various um, for various skill sets right now interesting and, and does that i mean i take it that kind of is not period driven in terms of like seasonality through the year maybe it's cyclical driven in terms of the industry changes over time and and when kind of recruitment uh, or, or or pilot training or engineer training kind of comes out over periods of time i know previously when i was when we involved in in pilot recruitment for an airline when i was at monarch actually it was very much driven by the release of the raf pilots coming out i mean obviously things have changed since then but is that is that still is there still sort of drivers like that or is it just very just broad brush now demand throughout the year yeah i think um depending on, on what area of the industry we're talking about so if we look at the commercial industry, you've obviously got the, the summer programs and, and the winter programs. You know, there's more of a demand in certain periods of time for the engineering side of things. And, you know, if there are less flights being conducted, there's going to be less requirements uh, on an ongoing basis for the pilots. But um, if you look at the business jet world, for example, there's a huge, even in the commercial side as well, there's a huge uh, demand for, for licensed engineers and pilots in that sector. And what we're finding, and we've seen this before, you know, going back six or seven years, there was a huge transition of, of uh, skill capability from Europe to the Middle East. And now that seems to be going further west and go, um, sorry, further east and going into Asia. Um, and the salaries that you you know, Europe can't compete with the salaries that these, these regions are paying because they need the experience, they need the knowledge. There are, there are emerging markets where they just don't have the technical expertise. So they need to extract that from places that do have it. And as a result, you get companies in Europe, as I mentioned, that are battling over what's left. Right. And and away from sort of the technical positions like engineer or pilot, etc. I mean, I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast that, you know, historically everyone thinks that january is the best time for someone to apply for a new role and or, or certainly um candidates start thinking about new roles in january um you know that's always been the perception of of any sort of job cycle outside of a technical area is that really the case or or is there a better time of year generally for somebody you know looking for a maybe a sales role or a or a commercial role or something like that 
Um, another good question. I think looking at the wider industry right now, um, it's probably never a bad time to be looking or applying for a new job. And, and that's why we have so much fun recruiting into this industry. I think that January is a good time for companies that are looking to recruit because you'll find that the people have had a nice break with the family. They've enjoyed Christmas and New Year and they've realized, actually, you know, I'm not happy in this role or it doesn't offer me the career potential that I'm looking for. I'm going to start afresh and look for something else. Mm. That being said, on the flip side, though, you'll find that a lot of companies, especially their business critical roles, will look to make sure that that headcount is in place and confirmed, ready for a January, February start. So right. we may see a few less roles um, on the basis of, of that, but then there may be some new ones coming in on, on the basis of people leaving current positions. Okay, so based on that, maybe better to start thinking about that prior to Christmas, sort of late autumn, because people are then still thinking about, OK, we need to get our staffing sorted out to start in January. Yeah, absolutely. Um, at the end of the day, aviation's always been a, a very dynamic um, industry. And in my opinion, there's more innovation than ever. And there's more opportunities for not only those involved in it now, but for those that can bring skills from other industries like rail and automotive. So from our perspective, nothing really slows down throughout the year. If it's a business critical role of a company, or if a business needs a post holder, or if someone from senior management resigns or retires, and that needs filling pretty damn quickly. So, from that perspective, there's no reason why there aren't. We don't see a, a, a shortfall of opportunities in any particular time of the year. Okay. All right. So, but let's let's for those that maybe have woken up, uh, you know, come back to work sixth of January, uh, wanting a new challenge maybe decided to look at a new career or, or you know some sort of position maybe with a different company where there's better opportunity for growth what advice could you give a candidate looking to take on a greater challenge or a, a better role within the industry what what would be the best way to go about it i mean i, I guess obviously first step is to to speak to you but what what, what advice could you give them yeah absolutely i think the, the first thing that candidates or individuals need to understand is, is they need to identify and define what exactly it is that they want out of their next role and what that ideal position and that ideal employer looks like. So not just the type of company, but cultural fit, again, is, is equally as important. And there's nothing worse for a recruitment consultancy that are working in the absolute best interests of a, of a candidate to realise that individual's really just dipping their toe in the water and then curious to see what's out there or, or uses that opportunity to, to get a pay rise where they are, which unfortunately when you've been in this game for 10 years, you've seen that more than than one or two occasions. So, you know, it's important going back to the question to make sure that there's a well-written and updated CV. Um, there's plenty of advice to be found online with regards to putting CVs together. And I appreciate there's nothing more daunting than trying to update a CV that hasn't been touched for 20 years or so. So otherwise you can of course speak to your recruitment agency. We're looking at CVs uh, all day, every day. So it's really important that we help advise you as to what's going to make you stand out from the other applications that companies are receiving and making sure that the CV is on point, it's accurate and it's clear. Um, the other thing is you've got to register with reputable recruitment agencies. And um, I'd love to sit here and say just register with Oakland's Global, but there are plenty of other businesses out there um, that are reliable, that are trustworthy and that have your best interests at heart. So my advice is be really selective with that and make sure that the agencies that you do register with understand that you don't want, unless you do, of course, that you don't want your profile shared with businesses unless you know specifically 
what role it's with, what what the role is, who the job is for, because there are plenty of agencies out there that will take a, um, you know, a, a crop spreading approach and just send CVs out hoping that some businesses will buy. You want to be working with agencies that have clear relationships, defined requirements with businesses, um, and that they're going to be managing the process professionally on your behalf. Okay, great advice. Excellent. So uh, I'm sure that's going to be really useful for people. And, and, and obviously, we mentioned earlier, equally for you, it's important that employers are treated right and looked after and given the right service. So what about employers looking for the right candidate and new talent? As it can be quite a task finding the right person for a particular role and, and ensuring you, you're getting the asset for your company. What, what advice can you give to them? I think the most important thing that we companies need to be aware of is that it's a candidate-driven market right now, and good people aren't going to hang around hang around for long. So sitting on CVs, making uh, slow decisions, you're going to leave. You know, the end result is you're going to be disappointed when you do come to offer a candidate. We're seeing as a, as a business, we've had situations in 2019 where even director-level candidates have been submitted presented by ourselves, interviewed and placed within a period of, of, of less than a week. And businesses need to understand that good quality candidates in this sort of market, they're not going to be hanging around long. Um, and it's important that you're in a position to move when the right individual is presented to you. And I think the other important thing is that you need to be partnering with reputable and industry-specific recruitment agencies. Um, you know, this is a very niche industry and the skill sets are very specific. And when you're reaching out to your agency, and what we say to our clients and prospective clients, you know, when you come to us, we should have a network of suitable individuals. Now, whether they're active or whether they're passive in the market, that's that's irrelevant because that's part of the process of identifying those that are keen. But we should have a, a good understanding of, of the people that, that you're interested in, rather than us going, taking on a brief of a requirement and then, advertising it, running a few searches and waiting for people to apply because because anyone can do that. Where's the value um, from a recruitment agency and just advertising and applying? You know, a business can do that for themselves. So my advice is dig a little bit deeper into the businesses that you're working with and make sure that they they understand the industry, that they have that network that you're looking to penetrate. Okay, brilliant. Okay, great. So with all that said, then, well, one thing we are faced with these days is is obviously the growth in technology and, and of course, social media. And there's lots of platforms out there where you can obviously apply for roles all online. And as a result, some people might not even bother with a CV. Uh, so how relevant now? You mentioned it earlier about a good CV, but how relevant is it still the traditional CV in today's market? And, you know, when you have a lot of this information available, you know, maybe on LinkedIn, you, you know, a lot of the profile is already there. Is it still really valuable, the CV? I get asked this question a lot, actually, Kevin, and I think speaking to the team here at Oakland's, a good CV is really, really important. And what individuals need to remember is that LinkedIn isn't just a job board or a database for prospective employers or, candidate, um, or, or recruitment agencies. You know, it's a networking and business tool. And as an employer, if I put myself in the position of I was looking to recruit people and, and I came across my employees' LinkedIn profiles that absolutely perfectly replicated a CV. I'd be slightly concerned. And um, it's not there just for a recruitment perspective. Yes, of course, for, for agencies it is. But, you know, a LinkedIn profile should give an overview of your experience, your capabilities. And depending on what your role is in a business, the, the job offering that, that you can offer your customers. So 
a good CV is really important. It needs to go into more detail, whereas I believe that a good LinkedIn profile should be a, a strong summary of your skills and capabilities. Okay, but would you would you still recommend people kind of because there's there's a function on LinkedIn, isn't there, that says you're you're available for roles and you're kind of looking for new jobs and things like that. Would you, would you recommend candidates potentially use that or or just purely use LinkedIn for their professional profile? Yeah, I think it really depends on your circumstances. You know, if you're a contractor, you're running from contract to contract. Then yes, absolutely. But LinkedIn is a very powerful tool and, and I can't imagine many recruitment companies that don't use it heavily and therefore having an up-to-date profile and an active status, it will undoubtedly positively influence your chances of finding your next job or being approached about opportunities. But that said, I do appreciate that if you are speculatively looking for your next role, then it might be a feel uncomfortable advertising the fact that you're interested in a new job. Um, I'm sure that there are plenty of business owners out there and managers that, that probably monitor that because it's a great indicator and if someone's looking to leave. And yeah. again, if, it, if it's a business critical role and someone's looking to leave, you're better off knowing so you can prepare. So you can't blame people for perhaps checking up on that. Yeah. And I guess, I suppose, you know, use, as you say, using it in the right way, I suppose if somebody is currently out of employment and looking for a new opportunity, you see a lot of people where they've updated their profiles as, as looking for the next opportunity. And, you know, that's a that's a great opportunity to use a LinkedIn thing like that. But obviously, if you are kind of tentatively looking for something and you're, you're in current employment, then as you say, it could potentially backfire on you, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the usability of um, the usability of LinkedIn for recruiters is unbelievable. The functionality for searching and narrowing down your searches, depending on how much you spend with them, of course, is it can be phenomenal. So, you know, there are way there are certainly things that you can do to increase your visibility to agencies if you are looking, um, and that's something that you know we can give advice on as a, as a business for for people that are looking. You know, just because we don't place someone as a in our company doesn't mean we're not prepared to help them. So, but I think it, it's important that people use LinkedIn as an opportunity to make themselves more visible to the industry, whether they're looking or not. You know, as a business, we generally go after a semi-passive or fully passive candidate market. We've struggled in the past representing consistently active candidates because in a candidate driven market, if a, if a strong candidate with, with, you know, with excellent uh, skill sets and qualifications comes on board, they're, they're flooded with opportunities. And unless you're representing the, the perfect role with the right salary in, in the great location, um, you're going to end up with disappointed customers. So I think that whether you're active or passive, it's important to have a, a good updated CV, um, LinkedIn profile. Okay, great. Okay. So we've been talking very much in the vein of people that are kind of transferring within the industry, already holding some sort of position within industry and looking for another one. But what what about those for, you know, not yet in the industry, but thinking about a career change from something else, you know, like you did from, from you know, being in pure recruitment now into a, a specific sector. They're interested in the aviation sector, want to get into it. How would you suggest they kind of break into it? Yeah, so firstly, I think what's really important here is identifying what your strengths are and what your transferable skills are and how you can add value to the industry. Um, don't think too ambitiously. The important thing is getting your foot in the door and work your way up from there. And We're real advocates of progression and development. 
the last thing we want to do, and don't get me wrong, Kim, and I appreciate that there are plenty of people out there and there are certain roles where the progression just isn't an option. You know, they're, they're, they're jobs, you're there to do a job and that's it. But we love working with ambitious individuals that want to progress and want to develop. And, and with that in mind, um, you, you've got to remember that the aviation industry is like any other business. They've got finance departments, they've got HR departments, and candidates with those skill, share, skill sets shouldn't come up with too many hurdles. So for someone looking to get into a more specialist role, perhaps, such as engineering and quality, then, of course, the specific qualifications and experience are compulsory. But I think it's really important that you can identify what your strengths are and where you can add value and take it from there. Yeah, I, th- I think you've hit an important uh, part there in terms of you know, the range of of skills that can be used in the industry. And you know, one of the initiatives that we, we keep uh, talking about on the podcast that the HR Association is pushing is is to look at the the wide range of of uh, positions available in the industry and and how they you know they vary dramatically and it's not just the perception of pilot engineer flight attendant you know, there's so many other roles from you know as you say HR commercial um, accounting um, customer service um, you know huge amounts of opportunities within the industry that people don't necessarily believe exist in aviation so uh, it's you know it, it really is important for us to try and educate people to to come into the industry because we you know as you said earlier at the beginning it's it's a it's a growing industry still and uh, and, and skill set is is quite limited in the in, in the industry at the moment so um, excellent great well well listen there's, there's been a huge amount of information there and, and some great tips on how to maximize opportunity in the aviation market and talking from experience I know that you can certainly help both candidates and potential employers to do just that so uh, you know taking it now how, how do people get in touch with you and your team and if they'd like to know more about Oakland's global and, and they're interested in using your services how what's the best way of getting hold of you um, quite simply, Kevin, I think if anyone's interested in learning more about us or how we can help, the best thing to do is just pick up the phone and have a chat. Um, we're all human beings at the end of the day, and we've got every candidate's best interests at heart. So whether you're looking for career advice or you're interested in learning about what opportunities we're actively managing, then you should get in touch. And as a business, we're, of course, very social, uh, very active on social media, and we've got a, a strong online presence. So feel free to follow us for updates on, on new roles that come in. It is important that if you are active or semi-active or, or even considering a, a move in the future that, that you do register, whether that's with us or, or, or other agencies, because we're going to be going to people on our database before we go to anyone else. And it's important that as a business, we understand what it is you're looking for so that we're coming to you with the most relevant opportunities when the time is right for you. So you can either do that via the website, www.oaklandsglobal.co.uk, or give us a call on 01892536472. But we're happy to help and hope to hear from you soon. Great. Okay. And of course, we'll put all of those details on on the show notes for people to check afterwards and uh, make sure they can get in touch with you. So listen, Will, thanks so much for giving us your insight into the aviation job market. And of course, we will be featuring a position that you have available right now at Oakland's Global on behalf of one of your clients in our job spot later in this episode. So people will also have the chance straight away to explore a new opportunity. And I know you have obviously many, many more positions available, as you say, via your website. So we encourage people to go and check it out, the latest opportunities. But for now, Will, thanks ever so much for your time we really appreciate it Kevin thank you it's been a real pleasure thanks a lot thanks cheers 
So what a great amount of info from Will there. And if you are considering a new position in 2020, then I hope that that has started you on the right foot. Now, we will be seeing what position Will and his team have available in our job spot in just a second. But before we do, we would, as always, like to request your support to our nominated charity, Fly to Help. I'm sure many of you know by now that Fly to Help does amazing work with children and adults who are less fortunate than most and in desperate need of some respite. And they do this using aviation and the magic of flight to provide fantastic experiences and memories. They also provide fantastic education for the next generation of aviation professionals via their AIM High programs. And if you'd like to find out more about Fly to Help, then you can do so via the Air Charter Association website or in fact directly from the Fly to Help website at www.flytohelp.org. In the meantime though, if you would like to donate to Fly to Help, then please do go to www.flytohelp.org forward slash how to help and click the donate now button. And please, as always, give as much as you can. It really, really does make a difference to those that need it. Thanks very much for your support. Now, as mentioned earlier, we have the return of our job spot, which will come as no surprise has been submitted by Oakland's Global. And this month's position is for the role of Group HSE and Facilities Manager. Oakland Global is currently recruiting a Group HSE and Facilities Manager on behalf of their reputable aviation client based in Stansted. The Group HSE and Facilities Manager will play a key role in providing professional facilities management, health and safety management and environmental management across all of the group sites. Examples of the main responsibilities are maintaining a safe, tidy, secure and professional working environment at all sites whilst ensuring required standards of HS and E are met. Ensure compliance and HS regulations. Ensure compliance to national, local and airport environmental regulations. Work with senior site management to assist in day-to-day -day HS and E activities. Advise and plan and coordinate site-related projects with management. Coordinate contractor site visits in an effective and cost-effective manner. The ideal candidate will have the previous experience in managing HS and E and facilities at a multiple site group. Self-motivated, enthusiastic and capable of working to own company set targets. Confident in decision making and proficient in the use of Microsoft Office programs, particularly Excel and Access. Excellent organisation, communication and influencing skills in person and in writing. Necessary health and safety qualifications will be required and further details given on inquiry. Further details on this position can be found online at www.oaklandsglobal.co.uk or contact James Townsend at Oaklands Global on 01892 536 472. Job vacancy valid as of January 2020 and may not be available if listening after this date. Don't forget, if you would like to submit a position from your company on the podcast job spot, then please do get in touch with us. We have a range of job spot packages available at very reasonable rates. So if you are interested, then please do contact us at info at the Air Charter Association .aero. And that just about wraps up episode 11. And just a quick look to our next episode, we will be having the next of our What's My Charter job features. And we will be talking to Jana Apsandering, who is the Chief of Client Services for the Lux Aviation Group.
We will be finding out exactly what the role of Chief Client Services entails and the services that Yana and her team offer, how Yana progressed to that position and her journey so far in the industry. So don't miss that episode, which will be out on Thursday, the 6th of February. Until then, as always, please do get in touch if you would like to leave any feedback on the podcast or that there is anything you would like to see us cover in the future. Or indeed, contact us should you have an industry issue that you would like the association to address. So until we talk to you again in February, bye for now and fly safe. Thank you for listening and join us next time on the Air Charter Podcast, the industry's only dedicated podcast to the air charter industry, brought to you by the Air Charter Association.